ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to a SB edition of Be Honest. So the SBs, uh, they were this week. That was July 18th. And um, it was good. It was great. It was fine. It was wonderful. Uh, it was a great theme. It was a Me Too theme. It was a... Um, women empowerment theme we honored some greats on and off the court or the field or the ice if you will for the different things that they've done in terms of athletes and 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 some of their accomplishments but what i thought would be interesting would uh would be kind of do a bts be honest behind the scenes i wanted to talk to someone who covered the sbs who works in the world of sports um but also is able to understand what happens behind the scenes and get some insight on any and everything, sports, entertainment, culture, you name it. So what better guess than to have Hot 97's Peter Rosenberg on Be Honest. Uh, it was an interesting conversation. I think you will definitely enjoy it. And listen to it and then listen to it again. Don't jump to conclusions. Uh, there was some interesting takes, if you will. Sit back, relax, enjoy, and welcome to another edition of Be Honest. This is an exciting be honest because this kid is going to be really honest. You guys know Peter Rosenberg. I know you do. Sure. Peter is extremely honest. Hot 97. He knows what the radio is like. And uh, obviously he works with us here at the network, the family, the ESPN, the four letters. And he's joining us now on the podcast. So I'm excited about it because uh, I know that I can ask him anything. I don't know if I will. It depends on my mood. But uh, off the top, this is what I want to we're, we're coming off SBs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a kid or as someone who is a fan of sport, when you would watch the ESPYs, did you ever think at any point in your career that you would be working at the ESPYs, attending the ESPYs, so on and so forth? Um, yes, I very much um, – this is one thing that I very much like uh, spoken to reality. I very much – I would sit there and be like, I should be there. I should be doing that show. This could – I could make this more fun. That's what I would think. I mean that was sort of always my attitude about um, – Particularly like award shows. I always enjoy award shows, but I don't always think they feel fun enough. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, the the pre-show, I agree with you. You are, I agree with you. Award shows never have an element of excitement. So you went to the actual show. To me, I felt like the commercial breaks were more fun. What about you? I the, the commercial breaks were a lot of fun. But I get that. See, that's the thing. I get now that the main show is a very serious kind of show. They've made it. The angle seems to be like emotion sure. is the thing. Sure. But but the red carpet, I just wanted to be like, I want to make that. Give it more of a vibe. Like we can actually – this isn't a day where you have to ask people about stats. This is one day where we can just be loose. And I just think for my sort of interest and personality, I was like I could contribute to that. So to make a long story short, yes, I thought about that um, watching the SBs, And that's why I tried to stop yesterday and take it in and like look around and – FaceTime my wife and be like, "Hey, I'm here. Like, I'm doing it. This yeah, is pretty it. cool. I and, love it. Uh, I, I love was, a dream fulfilled. Yes, and I'm so I'm super thankful to the um the people in Bristol who made that happen for me. I okay. So here's my opinion. I love the SBs. I felt like this year was a little muted, and it was very emotional, as it should be. But mm-hmm. if you look back on the year, the whole year has had some really uh, in terms of just. 
just how we live in this world is at some really low lows. And so I, I was like, wow, okay, this is, this is what it is. But what, what I don't think that a lot of people get, and I and, and I'm and I'm glad I can talk to you about this because it's been something that's on my mind. We've mm-hmm. had some really crazy, notable moments mm-hmm. throughout the year. One of which was Kanye. Mm-hmm. And so you're in that world, and you deal with culture a lot. Talk to me about your perspective on on what happened with him and how people have started to receive him, and as a result, his latest project. Well, it was very un- interesting how it all unfolded, actually. Um, and I don't think I've ever quite talked about this, but I had heard in the days before. Okay, here's what happened. He tweeted something about Candace Owens. That was the first thing he did. It was like, Candace Owens is a free thinker. That was the first thing, if you actually remember. It was on I a don't week- remember that. It was, wow. on a, it was on a weekend. Oh, that's and that was the first thing. And a lot of people were like, why did he just... I was like, first of all, who is that? I didn't know who she was. Right. And then I went and looked and I was like, really? That's interesting. So I started reaching out to some people around him right away. And people were like, yo, your guy, this guy's obsessed with Trump. This guy's a really... He's obsessed with Donald Trump. And this is who Kanye is now. And... I don't know, you know, what's going to happen, blah, 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 blah. But it was almost weird. It was like being fed information. It it was strange. Like the way it was told to me and from the source that it was, was very direct and like almost like you should say something about it because like that's what's happening. Turns out the next day, Ebro, my co-host on Hot 97, ends up talking to Kanye and ends up hearing all this stuff from Kanye. And I'm like... I'm like, are they like trying to get this information out? Because then Ebro takes it to the air the next day. And we basically have a conversation that he loves Trump. Hmm. And all the whole thing then just sort of opens up and becomes this whole can of worms with the Make America Great Again hat, with the showing up at TMZ, with all of these things that we then saw play out. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm back and forth on whether I think it is truly a sort of manic episode for Kanye, who definitely legitimately has mental health issues. That part's for sure. I mean, he talks about it. It's I don't think he's playing that up. I think that's really who he is. But was it a plan? Was it like a marketing plan? What I don't fully understand the whole thing, but I know there are a lot of people who felt that someone who they'd always turned to to feel empowered by felt like cheated. You know, they felt like someone who they really identified with didn't care about them well i think and and i think it took a lot of guts for and if you don't know the tmz um incident we definitely should see if we can play it for you when you hear about slavery for 400 years for 400 years that sounds like a choice (laughs) like you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all the dude that inspired me to be more than what i was in baton rouge that was you ask everybody in this room for years, ask everybody in here how many times we've had a Kanye West story and I've stood there the only person to defend Kanye West because of what you meant to me. And then after that, you slapped me in my face by getting next to people who mean me harm. I think it took a lot of guts for Van to say what he wanted to say to him. And I appreciated Van for that because I think 
most people were just like, what's going on with you? And and when you have that moment, there's this five second rule that I read this book, a five second rule to change your life. Either you do it or you don't. And if you don't respond within five seconds to whatever it may be, whether it is to say yes or no, whether it's to turn left or right, or whether it is to respond to something that you think is ridiculous in the moment that's guttural, uh, you won't do it. So that's a free thinker to me. And he did what he had to do. I thought it was interesting that so many people were so down on him. And in my, I just thought, is this a publicity stunt? I was like, is this because he has all these albums coming out? And then, I, then with the next few days, I saw the story change. People started to feel sorry for him. Yeah, not me. That that has not happened yet for me. Don't you worry. don't feel sorry for him? It's no. interesting because I posted something Snoop said, and Snoop. Essentially, said he needed a better woman in his life. He needed a better foundation. Yeah, I saw. I saw that. Right, you saw him that go on the View and say that. Right. So, what, what were your what were your thoughts on that? I, I don't listen. I don't know enough about Kim Kardashian to speculate that. And I, I don't think, know. I don't know anything about the entire family. Exactly. I can assume. Yeah, like you could watch the whole thing and say you know what they're based on. Mm-hmm. We know culturally what the Kardashians are. Yeah, but and, she didn't want him to go to TMZ and act a fool and mess up the money. I'm sure she didn't. Yeah. I, my get my guess is. You know, I don't know. I truly don't know. Sometimes I want to say I think she means to do well um, given the platform she has. But I don't know, man. Why do I think that? Everything they've ever done, honestly, the Kardashians have done more negative stuff to affect women's body image than maybe anyone. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even – I can't – I cannot. When I meet a girl and she looks like them, I'm like, damn, this is what the culture is now. But even the ones that don't look like them, so many are still looking like them. They don't, How so? Get, what do you mean by that? Because it affects everything. It affects getting butt injections. It affects getting your lips done all the time. It affects just changing who you are. You know what? That's interesting because there are people who I know now get lip injections. Whether they accept it's it's because of of, of that the Kardashian image or not, they think they may be thinking they're doing it because they just want to do it. It's part of, but it's all part of the same. It's all part of the same mentality. It may not be related to that family, but it's all part of the same mentality. Of which they're a major part. So that's when I get very angry because I'm like, here's what's interesting. Like when you appropriate the black culture, it becomes hot. When I'm, I've been on this and it wasn't hot. Like when I see, so, when the, like Bo Derek had the braids and then Kim Kardashian had the braids and people were like, I want the Kim Kardashian braids. I'm like, no, that was some African queen who'd been wearing those braids. And I've been wearing those braids since I was in third grade. What are you talking about? Well, I want, let me ask you a question then. I'm going to flip it on you. You are very interesting to me as a talent in sports broadcasting because how long have you been at ESPN? Six years. It'll be six years. How long Actually, you, it's five years. How long honest. have you been a sports broadcaster? Uh, I've been covering sports. Prior to ESPN, I was working at Tennis Channel for about two and a half years, but I was a general assignment. You know this because of your wife and her background. I was a general assignment reporter for about eight years. And I covered sports mainly, but I covered. So how long total in the game? Total in the game. 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. So to your point though, about when things are hot, you, it's crazy because you're just like one, let's say one slight, it's not even generations too strong a word, mm-hmm. but you're one iteration of yeah. journalists uh, ahead mm-hmm. of who's starting to pop now. Right, right. And even just then 15 years ago. Yeah. Being black woman and trying to make it was not the thing. It was not hot. And by the way, it's still not hot. Like I literally just started a foundation called Brown Girls Dream because I I meet so many young girls who are like 21, 22 trying to do this game. And they're like, Carrie, you've made it. I'm like, time out, sister. No, I haven't. In their their eyes, I have, though, because I'm at ESPN. And while I'm quite grateful and I'm doing – 
what I want to do. I'm not fully free. I'm not doing everything I want to do. I have so many more stories to tell and things I want to share. And I know the level of respect doesn't come when you walk in a room and you're brown. And if I want to wear my hair in braids, somebody at work is not going to be like, it's sexy. But if I worked with someone who was blonde and had their hair in braids, it might be popping. And the bosses might be like, oh, that's kind of cool. Now, if I did it, it's not kind of cool now, right? Right. That's just my whole point. Like, we're hot. Like, the our culture is always, we are the trendsetters. I feel like- that's that's just what it is and it's been that way but it's not popular for us and that has something to do with who we are as a people and it has something to do with how we're being being received you know and how we're being perceived if you will well yeah I mean black culture is American culture period Um, it is is the foundation of period with with very few exceptions black culture is the driving force behind everything people care about the fashion that you name it anything someone name something that you think is important and where did like I honestly I think the, well, I will say this. I think there's a place where we lack, which is where I want to get into, and this is a, such a diversion diversion from what we're talking about, which is science. But that's a whole other deal. That's something else. I'm yeah, I, I can I can see that being possible, given for for a lot of historical reasons. But right. I mean, listen, science ain't popping like that. So <laughs> no, but I was gonna say though. But still, you yeah. do you you. But do you ever have moments now where you think, man, some of the girls coming up right now. 10 years after you were trying to, yeah. they have a totally different experience than you did. I'm not, yeah. saying, I'm not saying the problem solved by no, any means, no, but I there think, is more of an effort being made than yeah, there was no, previously. I think, I think, I think they get, they, they get on quicker. I think that, but the thing is too, like, okay, so I can't say that about sport. I can, I can't say that about sports because I started in local news and I started right away in local news. So I think my experience in local news is still the same, right? I still think somebody getting, trying to get on right now is still dealing with what I was dealing exact with. Exact same thing. I do. I think it's sports. I think we're more open to it because we, it's so obvious that there is a glaring lack of, it's still a glaring lack of women in power positions in sports. Like right. you look at ESPN, we are very forward when it comes to putting women on television. Still lack of. So if you go to those smaller markets or smaller stations or single sport networks, you'll see more women. But it's, I mean, I, it's, I always feel like there's a, a female sports reporter that's following me in a local market, but it really truly in the positions where you are making change and people can see you, it isn't there's not a woman there like yeah. like you ever want to see a first take show with two women in the middle and uh, two women debating and a guy in the middle like will you ever see that like on a I on a on a popular network like would you ever see that that's such that is such an interesting point i know that that's the little things people don't get and being married to a yeah woman in sports we're i'm so keenly aware because i'm i hear her it's not because i'm that woke as a man <laughs> because i it's because i hear her thoughts sure. and it's just like Sideline reporter. Yeah. Woman between two guys arguing. Sure. It's, uh, it's Or host. Or or don't have a strong opinion and know what you're talking about. People get so mad at Doris Burke. Like, she's a G. You talking about somebody who's <laughs> the come up in the game? What? Like, Doris played ball. And so she's doing play-by-play or color commentating. And they're like, oh, she don't know what she's saying. Are you kidding me? Well, Doris, I, I mean, she's going to end up being looked at as such an icon. Well, and she is now, but she even talks about how she just, the lack of respect when people don't even get it. Now, the men in the game get it, but it takes a minute. Like, it takes a minute. Doris is a G, and she is like the, she is the most well-rounded to me in terms of what we should all aspire to be as a female journalist in this game. She not only can she ask you the question, she can do play-by-play, she can do color commentating, she can host, she can do it all. I mean, she honestly is a jack-of-all-trades. Ask young 
girls today, can they do play by play? They'd be terrified. I can count on my hands how many girls I know, especially minorities and, and talk as in women. Of I mean, color. I'd be relatively terrified. I, it's something I kind of always dreamed about doing, but get actually doing it is a it's terrifying, terrifying proposition. It is terrifying, is it not? So <clears throat> imagine a woman trying to get in that man's world and do it. Or yeah. even color commentating. Like, if Jess Mendoza is even shedding some light, it, I sometimes watch and I go, uh, God bless her, because sometimes the shade is obvious. Not, you know, not as obvious as it used to be, but the shade is obvious. Oh, you still notice it? Yeah, well, because I'm in the business, right? So you're like, oh. Or I could be hypersensitive to it. Some would say that as well, but I know the truth a, can be in the middle, though. The truth you can't can be, be sensitive to it, and there can be stuff that's Going happening. On. Yeah, yeah, right. And it could be stuff that's subtle enough that people don't realize that's what they're doing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes well, we even do that. We all, as people, do like. I, I know I say things, and then the artist, like an interview, will be like. And look at me and I'm like, oh, what? No, that really wasn't coming out of my that mouth. I didn't think so, but right. maybe it was shade. Or they're hypersensitive to it, like I just said. You know what I mean? But look, we've come, and I won't argue that. We've come a long way. We just have a long way to go. Absolutely. So the next, what I've noticed about this next iteration, if not generation, is that my thing is telling them that let's just own our own shit. Let's just be our own person, meaning do your own YouTube channel, do your own production company. You may need your nine to five so for you to get your steady paycheck. That's fine. But until until then, go on with an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship personality and, 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 and it'll come because you'll never, as a journalist, you know this better than anybody, you'll never be free to do what you want and say what you want until it's really your own and you don't have to live in a world where you have to abide by certain rules. I don't know how it is for radio, but I feel like that for television. Well, we have a lot. We do have a lot more more freedom. You have a lot more freedom. Yeah, especially on Hot. You know, on Hot 97, we have a company that's small. Mm -hmm. Um, They really, the only things that MS who owns Hot Hot 97 owns is Power 106 in LA, which they sold. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. They sold They sold to another company. So now it's really, it's Hot 97. It's a station in Austin. It's a station in Indianapolis. But oh, like, so you're all set. So yeah, they don't, like like I I didn't get to see him, but like I emailed the CEO because I knew he was going to be out here. And like, it's like, you know, Ebro talks to, to Jeff. Like, so yeah, I know. We're able to, so we, are, we, now listen, I'm not saying that means we could never get in trouble, but I'll say yeah. this, like they've never come at us and we speak on some pretty intense things. They've never been like, hey, we want you to um, be mindful. And that's not true of every job I have. But like that job is one where – and that's why that job's so important to me because even though at my ESPN show, the Michael K show, I definitely talk my ish and people know who I am. Yeah, but you know – There are lines. You have to just mind mind the lines. Yeah. That's why I love having another show where I don't have lines. Right. But you're right. I mean because I hear you though. That is such a rare – the, the spot that I have to do that, that you could work for a company mm-hmm. and be completely free to talk about things. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not trying to be a, a, a discouraging, but it's just one in a million. There just aren't very many to have a big platform and it's free. Yeah. It's, it, you, I, I don't even, it's rare. It's like, okay, so let me take my platform and then let me do this. It's, it's just so rare. And listen, it comes with other things. You know what I'm saying? Like there are things about my Hot 97 job. You know, I wish that was my show. When uh-huh. Ebro came and took over, I was, believe me, I wanted, I mean, he knows this. I'm not, I'm not, I don't hide yeah. it. Yeah, it wasn't exactly how I wanted You're not to play like, out. welcome. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was like, this is, I'd been there already, right? Yeah. So there are things you want from an ego standpoint that you're like, I feel like I should have this. So everything is a give and a take. But ultimately, I love the people I work with and it's such a free platform that I'm not going to let my ego get in the way of such a beautiful platform. It's so funny you talk about egos. Don't let your ego get in the way of a beautiful platform. That is the smartest thing I've heard you say because so many people forget that they do have a platform. It takes me back to what we were saying about Kanye. I do wonder if we if we um 
put too much emphasis in celebrity. Do we as a culture? Like, why does it matter what he says? And why, why, why does he have to be a hero? Why does he have to be our voice? Why, why do we take the people? And I know why. I'm just asking you. Why does he have to be our voice or a voice? Not our voice because he ain't my voice. Well, I mean, it depends how deep you want to go here. Um, this is something I talk about a lot because I think a lot of times <clears throat> um, white people that I talk to <laughs> will ask me. I get asked a lot of questions about black culture, which mm. is hilarious. And You're like, I'm an expert. Stand by. Peter, you know black people. You uh, Tell me about all the black people you know. But they, I, there is a <laughs> – I do think that non-black people sometimes – don't necessarily understand including myself by the way Mm -hmm. sometimes i don't understand it and i've had it explained to me many times understand what that there is a certain connection um of the uh between the public black figure and the black audience for example meaning like when a when an oj happens to white people it's cut and dry right this is a bad guy he's always been a bad guy he ditched the black community 30 years ago. He didn't mm-hmm. care about anyone. Mm-hmm. He's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. But there is a there is a theme that has happened in America mm-hmm. of black people being torn down that makes people sensitive to seeing oh, that. Oh, 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 oh. Okay? Oh. That's where I'm going. Yeah, okay. And, so- I, and I think with Kanye, there is, not with everyone, <sighs> yeah. but some people have that. They go, when I was at Spellman, we were listening to late registration every day. So he is tied directly into your black experience, even though Kanye always had these tendencies. Okay, so I will say this. OJ is such a hard example for me to follow because I always thought he was – I was like, oh, no. I I didn't fool with him when I knew he wasn't fooling with us. But you knew other people that did, right? for sure. Like a lot of people. And I was – For sure. At the time – and for me, it was a very weird mix for me because I was super into black culture already. I was like, this is a a, a part of America I really care about. But like – he killed Ron Goldman, who was just a Jewish guy going back to the mm-hmm, house. Mm-hmm. So I was very like, oh, you know what I'm saying? That's interesting. So yeah. while people were celebrating him getting we always, off. And by the way, I hate that we always forget about Ron. Oh, no, no. No one. The, the real innocent guy. The, I mean, not that she was innocent, too, but he's yeah, innocent but, on a different level. The innocent bystander. It's like, oh, yeah, Ron. I forgot about Yeah. Ron. So anyways, no. my, my point is, I think sometimes people will tie someone like Kanye into their experience, even if they don't relate. Like I, I had this. Michael Eric Dyson was on our show. Of course. I and, know. That's my brother. And we argued. One thing we, we agreed on a lot. The one thing we argued on was he kind of propped up Kanye mm. um, as a hero. Meaning like what like, you know, him getting torn down by Obama after the Taylor Swift thing and how that was Obama playing it safe. And Kanye, I don't necessarily think that everything Kanye has done has ever been as heroic as we wanted it to be. I think a lot of it was more selfishly motivated than we appreciated. Or how about just real simple, hurt people, hurt people. He's a hurt, he's a hurt man. Yeah. It's just that simple. Like, I, I, we're all trying to overanalyze him. I'm like, he's broken. And I don't know why. I'm not his therapist. But we all have issues. and We're all broken and we're all hurt. People express it different ways. And the beauty of who he is is that he's an artist. So it is going to be expressed, right? And sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it's not. But he's just hurt. Anybody who does that to, uh, you know, and he could have been right about Taylor. Who knows? Anyone who says what he says or 
just talks the way he does. Like there's something like while it's genius in the way that it might be create wonder, it might be able to create some wonderful music and it, it, it totally can narrate our lives. At the end of the day, I'm like, this man is so hurt and no, and in all this, whether he wants to say it or not is a cry for help. The, the, the booty injections, the big lips, all that's a cry for help. I don't care how much money you have or how you look or who you're trying to You're date. right. No, listen, you're right. You're all hurt. You're all hurt people. The, the thing, I'm, And I guess the hard part with yay is because you're so right. Is that so many of the geniuses we admire are like that? Mm-hmm. The thing that makes Kanye the tough pill to swallow at mm-hmm. times. And by the way, aside from all this, I am a Kanye stan. Mm-hmm. Lo- I think it's probably the greatest body of work ever in rap. Yeah. But other geniuses, you see it in their work, the mm-hmm. pain and the blah, 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 and the genius. Yeah. Kanye, A, he screams it at you all the time. And B, he also screams that he's a genius. Yeah. So that combination like, is uncommon. You ain't got to tell us. Right. That's but, not, but I don't mind it. I don't mind that. I don't I, mind I, it. I, there are times when I, his whole fashion run of talking to me about fashion. And you're I, like, over, how? I'm sorry. You didn't want that. It's not your radio show. No, no. I yeah. still, we, we play that drop all the time. Okay. But you, okay. So in his latest project, what's that one line? It was like houseway, but then I said it was a choice. Yay. Like make up your mind. He literally in this song that talks about how he, he is so double minded. Sway was saying, do it yourself. And he was like, how? And then he turns around and says, slavery is a choice. Well, how, how? How could that be possible? How? Wait, you're telling, you're telling, Asking you how. I'm telling you, you're, you're <laughs> saying that a rich, successful man in 20 at the time, 2015, whatever it was, couldn't put together his own clothing line, yeah, but, black, but black people chose right, slavery? Right, I'm exactly. confused. Yeah, so, and that's what he was saying. Right. And, that, and he, to his own credit- He's aware. He's aware that he sometimes flip-flops. And but I, isn't the self-awareness annoying when he then does things that are like hurtful? Yeah. Because he is self-aware. Yeah. And when you put on the hat and took the picture, you knew how people were going to feel. You wow. did. Like I just here's the thing. Kanye I, I was on Lexapro. That's I mean, listen, Kanye has different uh, mental issues than I do certainly. But to say that you got off your medicine and I believe his medicine at the time was Lexapro. Mm-hmm. And that's not a reason to act like a publicly for weeks. Like it's just there is mental health is one thing. Yeah. Having people who love you, maybe it goes to that, who are like we need to corral this in. And it's hard to love a hurt person. Very. It's Although, hard. but but so many people are. No, but I mean, when you, because you normally hurt the people around you. You understand? Like, who are closest to you. Like, I one thing I will say about old girl, and that's his wife, is like, and that's I, I was like, no matter what, because she's not doing it for the fun. And she's making, she doesn't need him for his money. She, but she doesn't. Him. She loves that man. Like, clearly, obviously. Like, it's a good point. Like, I'm like why, how would she be using him at this point? Not at this point. Like, she's like, you, you, my baby daddy. I love you. Like, and you know, she has no problem with dropping somebody right away. Like, and let's keep it real. They both managed to come together and make some adorable kids. They're so, so adorable. Hey, everybody. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break. Peter, you're going to hang out with us. He'll be back on the other side of the break. But first, in the meantime, do me a favor. Head over to the ESPN app. Click the icon that says subscribe to podcast. And please subscribe, to be honest. You don't want to miss any and every update episode that we have. Back in a moment. Okay, so, I have a question for you about people in our business. When you just talked about you saying you took Lexapro, do you think that that some of the demons you battle make you great on air as a personality? Uh, I think the exact traits that make me successful in my career make consistent happiness challenging. Mm. So I am always motivated to do more. That's why I was able to do the ESPYs yesterday. However, that constantly um, uh, mm. s- 
sinking. It's constantly depleting, mm-hmm. right? So the ego is constantly depleting and you need to constantly refill it. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I've accomplished um, some things that I'm proud of. I work at the three places that like I most loved, mm-hmm. um, Hot 97, WWE, and ESPN. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's fleeting. It's constantly fleeting. You need more. And I and that part is, never full. is what I want to work on as a human being the most. I, I, I think it could be fixable. How? 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 How, Rosenberg? How, How do you fix the constantly depleting ego of How? the human mind? How? I don't know. No, no, I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, I'm, 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 I talked to my therapist about it. talked to my wife about it. I'm open about- No, but it, you're not the only person with this issue. Well, I think it's most of us. Uh, most of us. Like, we want more, always more. Like, more, you just said- more. I heard, It's insatiable. Yeah, you're it's like, insatiable. Yeah, you feel- I know you- I trust me. I haven't even talked to you in a while, and I know you want more and feel like you should do more. I'm always the same way. Everyone I know is. There's not one person I don't know who does what they do at whatever level they do it at. That and it's just like, I'm good. More. I'm just good. Like, or it's, it's just like, why can't we just have enough and be like, I'm set? Like That's what I want. Let's turn to other areas where we want to work on. We want to work on our relationships. We want to work on our, our friendships. Oh, well, let's do some more philanthropy. We have time I to want, do other things. Which is why I started my foundation because I got tired of listening to me saying I want something for myself. I'm over myself. Right? I really am. Like it's I know. Annoying. Like It literally gets annoying to talk about what you're doing. I'm I, like, I, I'm enough of me. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of shit. Get it. I got it. Now let me help somebody else because they want some shit. You know right. what I mean? That's such a great way of looking like, at it. Like, I'm tired of me. Literally tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Right. I'm like, it's all me. I was like, it's enough. I hope you're getting all these curse words. Um, okay. So it's interesting. Um, and I, I just thought, I just thought that because I see you in me and I see you in so many people that I work with, everybody I work with. Like, it's not one person that isn't doing what they do at some level of success that I don't see that trait. Um, it's an, it's an annoying, it's so annoying. It's an annoying. I just want to be full. Can I be full? Can I, can I, can I be, uh, but I don't know. There's something beautiful about it too, because it also creates art and our art and it makes us, it makes us great. It makes us great. No, it, that's why a, you're working at WWE with my boyfriend, Roman Reigns. Oh, you guys are together now. I mean, he's married. Right. But, and he doesn't know me. Okay. So, I, but it, those present some, t- that might present a challenge. Those two things, one married, yeah, but, two doesn't know who I exist. So, you know. Those okay. things are, we can work on <laughs> we can those. work on those things. <laughs> I am not a homewrecker. No, but he's a nice guy. Tell me that's, I'm switching gears because I'm so fascinated. He was at our humanitarian awards, which is the philanthropy, the off the field, if you will, prior to the ESPYs. And he was accepting for, um, uh, for WWE. Uh, they were honored and he, and I thought to myself, they really, they put him, out there they want him to be the face is this normal was the rock not loved because my, my wwe history is not is what you would know you might i haven't i don't know you have it all so was the rock not loved with johnson and not love were all these people is it cena not yeah. loved um okay so and then they blow up to be big movie stars so the rock um the rock when he first came out as his original character which was just rocky my via was hated and it was they used him being hated to turn him into a bad guy and then people really enjoyed him as a bad guy, and then he became hugely popular. Oh. So that's how it worked for Rocky. For Cena, he started out very popular. People really liked him. He was wearing the oversized throwback Mitchell Ness jerseys. He was, like, really hip-hopped out, right? He put out an album. I remember that. Yeah, with with Freddie Fox, who's a real rapper. Like, oh, yeah. He, he, and, and for some reason, 
and even me, like even as a as a hip hop guy who is particularly critical of white other white people in hip hop, I liked Cena. Oh. Like, I, I thought I was like his theme song was pretty tight. Like, I was, like scratch, <laughs> it had an MOP sample in it. Uh-huh. I was like, I liked John Cena. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But then, and and I still do. But as time went on, he was pushed as such a good guy that as 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 the years go on, the adult audience always ends up hating the good guy that's mm. being pushed to them by the company. Mm. So Roman Reigns became the heir apparent to John Cena. Mm-hmm. And it How was, do they decide? The look, is there a process? Because I, you know, I watch all these reality shows. So I'm like, they're like, he's fit enough. He's got the look. He has the pedigree. How do they decide? Someone like Roman is a, <clears throat> a mix of a lot of things. Um, you know, he starts out that he has the Samoan lineage of right. so many greats right. and he's, it's right. literally his family, right? Um, so he has these connections to the company inherently. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, look at him. He's a he's a beautiful specimen. I the, mean, the man is... I mean, Jessica, have you seen him? That's Jessica's the producer. Yeah, I mean, Roman... Women love Roman. He's got long hair and Hi, he's, Roman. he's okay, like 6'4". So he's let me he's fan great. Out. Let me fan out. So I'm presenting an award and I saw him. He's with his daughter. So adorable. And I go, you're just amazing. He goes, and he's talking, but he's looking away. He's like not looking at me, but talking to me. I'm like, I think you carry yourself really well. You seem not to be affected by it at all. He's like, yeah, I just... You know, he's very like, well... His whatever it is, I don't know if it's real, but it came across very like humble and authentic. And he goes, excuse me, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. I'm looking away because my face is all busted up and I kind of embarrassed to see you. I was like, your, 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 your face is busted up. I was like, is this busted up, sir? And then I jumped on him. I said, I love you. I want your babies. And then I, that, that, that <laughs> you said that. No. Wow. What a moment. Then I jumped, no, did you see, I did jumped you, his body. Did you see the, uh, <laughs> did you see the cut? Yeah. He had a cut and his lip was busted. Yeah. He was busted open this weekend. Uh, I mean, fine. on Monday. It was, it was fine by me. I know. So anyways, that, but that is, you answered your own question. So a lot of that is why. And by the way, should also add, he's very skilled in the ring. Okay. And is he? he? Yes. Because then I, you know, cause everyone says, okay, but go on. He's very great. skilled in the ring. Okay, I don't care what any of those people on the internet okay. say. Okay. The internet he, knows nothing. He puts on great matches with everyone. Um, he's good on the mic too. Sure. It's just, they pushed him too much. Uh, well, what is a push too much? It means like at a certain point, if you, okay, he wins all the time. Oh, he needs you, to lose. You more. can't have someone just beat. He, we, we okay. people always refer to him as Superman because mm-hmm. he's always, he beats odds that are just insurmountable. So think about it. It's just like characters and anything. But what if he's just that skilled or no? Are you telling me they can make it happen so that he loses? No. So yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> So it's like any superhero, right? Uh-huh. A superhero needs to have their uh-huh. fault, right? Every movie you go see is a superhero movie. Uh-huh. There's a part in the movie when Spider-Man's down and he's not going to come back. He's he's taken off the outfit. He's Peter Parker again. Like yeah, oh. he needs Roman, I don't think had that. He 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 didn't have the moment where he was beat like Daniel Bryan, someone who's very popular who's always loved by the crowd. Mm-hmm. Was never loved by the company at first. Mm. He's he's 5 foot Seven. He weighs 160 pounds. He's got a big, ugly beard. <laughs> he's he's never should have made it. Uh-huh. And as a result, the crowd always wanted him to make it. 
Roman inherently becomes a bad guy because look at you. You're too sexy. You're too talented. Everything goes well. I can relate. It's hard. It's like the Carrie Champion thing. It's so hard. So I think that that's the long way of answering why I think (laughs) the internet has turned on Roman Reigns. Well, can I say something? That was perfect. That's why you're great at what you do. I literally was like, I I mean, yeah, and then root for me. I felt like that when I first got into sports. Root for me. (laughs) Why did everybody hate me and love Jamel? Root for me. Exactly. And that doesn't end up working. <laughs> it did for you in the long run, though. Yeah, yeah. Of but course. it's a time. It's a, oh, I'm a hell yeah. So talk to me about your um, new show, Open Late. So I have a show on Complex. Coming back. It's coming back on uh, Wednesday, August 8th. Uh, I wanted that to be September 8th. But hey, listen, you know, sponsorships happen. So we're back Wednesday, August 8th. Uh-huh. And um, it's an it's it's a late night show that I don't know why we call it a late night show because it's on YouTube. You can watch whatever you want. It's going <laughs> to... It's going to come out on Wednesday nights. Um, we did Thursday nights last season. It's going to come out on Wednesday nights this season. And I don't know. My season finale was Chance the Rapper. I went to Chicago and sat with him for a long time and did an amazing interview. And we have a beautiful set. And we it, it's just a new turn on late night. I, I walk my dog with artists. I just uh-huh. do random things with, you know, mostly hip-hop guests. It's, it's mostly a hip-hop culture show. Mm-hmm. Um, although that's all been part of the process is figuring out what are the things that we talk about? But mm-hmm. if if you're a fan of hip hop, and I'm going to say it like this, I think the show is well suited for people like you and I, mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. more mature hip hop fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though I interview young artists, of course. I just think like I'm not saying kids don't wouldn't mess with my show. Yeah. But I really think this show would be suited to be sort of on television and like adults going to bed at 10 30 would find it yeah, I'm like, you know what Ooh. i'm saying it's like oh this is this nice. nice they're having a smart conversation about rap listen i'm 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 really comfortable with my adultness we talked about how you and i both left the party and we're like we're gonna turn this in about 10 huh looks late looking late <laughs> looking late 10 a.m or leaving the sb's party I, yeah no i'm very comfortable with that <laughs> i'm and quite comfortable like i don't here's my my thing in hip-hop uh-huh. Uh-huh. i want to always um pay attention to uh-huh. and give credence to the young artists that are loved by kids. Yeah. But that doesn't but that doesn't mean it's for me. No. That doesn't mean I'm sitting here and pretending. Or it's, there could be some for you. And there and there are. Yeah. There are some that I really like. For sure. We I did an interview while I was out here for the show with these kids YBN. Well, they're all eighteen years old. You're they're like, kids. I'm with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they but they're rap but they're really rapping their Yeah. And I'm like, wow, you guys are hot and you're blowing up and you're young, mm-hmm. and yet everyone out there complains that everything young is mumble rap. They're not mumble rap. I, They're I was rapping. just going to say, yeah. And I pre- I appreciate that. So me too. So yeah. I, I try my best with kids like that, yeah. even if not all the content's for me, to give them their shot. I Can I say something? Um, I need everybody, seriously, late night. It's open late, rather. It's a late night talk show, mm-hmm. open late with Peter Rosenberg. And it's going to be on Wednesdays. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to go on there, and I'm going to walk my dog with him. Um, that would be mage, although my dog is scared of other dogs. So what, what kind of dog do you have? She's like a mutt. She's, her name's Coco. Hey, Coco. Um, she, does tiny. she listen? She, she does listen. She's probably at home right now. She subscribes to, to the podcast. She does. She's probably high. She's barking. That was wow. a bark. Rough. Yeah. So no, she just tuned out. She, she went to go listen to This American Life. <laughs> She's like, which is more, by the way, one of my favorite podcasts. That's old head talk right now. Um, so listen, I, I really, really, really do enjoy you and I, I can talk to you forever. I, and I, and I say this, uh, very, very honestly and authentically. Um, I wish you nothing but the best. You're great. You really are. You already know it. Uh, no, I don't. Own yourself. Try to manage those demons and get full. Get full on all the great things that you have. Did you just wrap this up with like a little Oprah? Yeah, that was an Oprah at the end. Hi, girl. Hey, and Oprah. I actually She's really feel that. Too. Also, how can I um 
What do I eat to <laughs> look younger every time? I look. Let me tell you what I do. Water and sunlight. But people say sunlight. Well, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, you're a folk, but not like sunlight. Like <laughs> your folks say that. Jessica, no, well, it's Jessica, true. Jessica, it's true for Jessica, us though. Jessica. White people and sun is not good. Jessica, my producer, is one of your folk. I look. I'm serious. You're not like sit in it. You know, not like. But if you don't get some vitamin D and don't be a pervert, you sub- subscribers. Like if you literally don't get some of that in you, it it, it changes your whole. But how do you get your? I don't lay out. I just get. I I have a sunroof. Little things like that. I make sure I sit out and eat at least two times a week. I drink. It's so LA. You're so, so Beverly Hills. I'm so look at Beverly you. Hills right now, guys. I mean, oh I. Twice a week, I, I sit outside. And then I go shopping. Do you have a size two? Do you have an extra, extra small? No. And then, no, seriously, lots of water. And then one thing I think, do you meditate? Um, I've been working on that. See, um, that slows us down. I'm going to tell you something. Working on things, just do it. I'm I'm going to literally send you, I'm going to start sending you stuff, and you may think this is crazy because you're Jewish, but I'm going to start sending you these things that I listen to. And I think, honestly, our mind is too full. We got too much but that's so funny you just said that because my brother just put me on i just listened to one about um being a human um being yeah. as opposed to being a human doing exactly because we're always doing, we're always doing. and not being we're too full and like my number one goal is i just saw yo they came out there's um there's this uh i'm sorry this i drank a lot this week <laughs> what's uh there's one of these gofundmes for this phone that's just like a flip phone that attaches to your iPhone. Oh, oh okay. So, <laughs> so hear me out. So basically you can put your phone away. Uh-huh. Perm- like you can have a weekend where you're like, I'm not looking at my phone. Wow. I have my flip phone. It holds nine numbers. Yeah. If the people who need me need me, they got me. Oh, nice. But I'm off my phone. Nice. Because I really think that from a mental health standpoint. Oh, it's completely driving us insane. And the research has already been done. It's, there. it's a fact. It's a fact. We're not talking about it. But this generation especially. And another thing you talk about these these young kids coming up. These young kids that I mentor coming up, they always hear about what someone's saying to them on social media. They're always like, I could say, I'm, I am on social a lot. But I literally, I could tell you, I'll send a message, a DM to them and they'll respond in two seconds. I'm I'm like, damn, I've been off social media for five hours and I literally just decided to send you this message and reply so to something you sent to me two right. days ago and you're oh, right away responding. And I'm like, it's too much. So what It, it me- means they're on it, staring at it at the time, which by the way, I do sometimes too. It's terrible. Well, it's information overload. And when you have information overload, you can't, you then don't know what's important. How do we fight this though as a culture? I, I uh, listen, I have decided it, it's, it, but it's a personal choice. Like that's all it can be, right? Like. You, like I don't smoke we can't cigarettes. Make the world. <laughs> so I'm not smoking cigarettes. Oh my god, I would do I, anything to smoke cigarettes over my phone. Yeah, I hide. If, if it could yeah, be okay, <laughs> like if they'll be like, it's healthy to smoke cigarettes, but you have I'm to get rid of your phone. Yeah. I'd be like, get me a yeah. pack right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this does. Because smoking yep. cigarettes, I, I, I don't condone it at all. However, I, I it's really fun. This <laughs> is not fun. Like it just makes me unhappy. Yeah, and like, we can't. And we always are looking at it. And you know what I don't do? I turn my alerts off. Like I don't care who's. Oh no, I don't have the things. I'm still bad. I don't have Instagram alerts. I don't have Twitter I don't alerts. Have any of those? And I still check it all the time. No, but okay. I delete apps and then I put them back on. Oh, I will delete an app for a weekend in a minute because I get over it. Because that's just me trying to pull away. I also think it's like there's something sexy about not having social media. Like when I meet, it's the sexiest. I'm like, you don't, you're not on Twitter. You don't. Have, oh. Hi. Yo, the, I. You know, Roman Reigns doesn't have social media. Oh yeah, he doesn't have IG. Mm. So here's, I, I've Hi. recently, I've recently <laughs> been thinking. You do find everything about him sexy. No, but you're, it's true uh, to me. Here's, here's what I'll say. Uh huh. 
social media is cool for me. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, it, it helps. You know, I got my tuxedo for free. And like, I, okay, mm-hmm. everyone's well. <laughs> I can afford the tuxedo. Yeah. So like, yeah. my point is this, though. And I, I'm kind of trying to talk myself into it. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the air eight hours a day. How much do I have to reach people? You do, Right. You don't. You know what I'm saying? You don't. And like, would it be super boss if I deleted? I'm, I'm not. I would never do it rash. But I do think about deleting my and one day just being like, oh, really? You're not even on social media? No, I'm on the radio hours and hours a day. If you want to catch me, you, I'm on YouTube, too. Catch me everywhere you want. Leave but me like, comments on YouTube. I'll respond to that. Yeah, I, like, I love Or every- just take – how about this? How about this? And I say this to me. Uh, this is for you and myself or other people in the business. One, just one. We don't need Facebook. We don't need social. We don't need Twitter, and we don't need IG, and we don't need. Well, my Facebook. Like, fine. We pick one. My Facebook's fine because I never look at I it. I never. Look I at only it. exist on it so like family yeah. can see my stuff. Yeah, I know. So I'm even on it. I, it doesn't affect me mentally at all. Sure. Never check it. But I agree with you. So basically, so you're saying one. between Twitter and Instagram, pick. you choose one. Pick and delete the other, and be a gangster about it. And if people really want to get at you, they get at you on that and that on that platform. Otherwise, it's no point. Don't go to Twitter. Twitter upsets you. Yeah, that well, that would be the one you give up, right? Twitter is so it's it's just it's an. Uh, it is that. What was that again? It. That's Twitter. I if need you, that as a drop if. in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I just want to be able to press the button and hear that because you know what though, Carrie, you may have affected my life. I think. This I, this may be the move, though. Maybe you just keep IG when people try to look for my Twitter. They don't see it. Now, is there a way that you could deactivate it so it's gone, but you can bring it back? Oh, of course. They will. They first of all, they never. We're stuck. We're stuck. Right. We're never not there. We can delete it, and then they will always bring it back, and they will always bring back your followers. I've deleted it for like a month, and then I went right back and had the same amount of followers. For real? Oh yeah. How did you delete it? And what happens? People search for you and don't find you. Yeah, they're like, "Where'd you go? Why are you off?" And then they always they jump on they leave you comments on your Insta story. Why'd you go? Why'd you leave? You know, or your Instagram for sure. I've done it. Delete it. Delete it. Try it. It's not going away. Try it. It's a drug. Delete it right now. Here, pull up your phone. Let's delete it. Are you sure that if you delete it though, for yeah. real, it it still exists? Yes, but why does that matter? Because you're trying to change your life and you don't need it. And you said it was toxic. I'm here to save you. We're saving him right now, guys. He has three more minutes before he leaves because he has to catch a flight. We're here to save you. Oh, my God. If I could – I need to – hold on one second. But in my mind, I'm like, what if some really cool person that wants to meet me looks for me on on Twitter? Well, you know why? Because that's what social media does. It makes you feel like that's the only way people can get a hold of you. You have an agent. You have a publicist. What? I do. I think – and now my now my public, now my agent says I need an assistant. Yeah, and you, now you're going to start getting more Do you have people. an assistant? Of course. Everyone has a system. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm taking these pictures because I need you to delete it. But the, more importantly, <laughs> I'm taking these pictures so we can document how much, like, when I tell you he is thinking about this, oh. like, I asked him, could I borrow a million dollars? Like, he's like, ooh, is this an, should I invest? Should I invest in Bitcoin? Or I don't know. What are we Hold doing? Hold on. When you click deactivate your account, let's see what it says. Delete. Hold on. I'm going to read it. Let me, let me hear this out. Okay. This will deactivate your account. You're about to start the process of deactivating your Twitter account. Your display name at username and public profile will no longer be viewable on Twitter.com, Twitter for iOS, or Twitter for Android. You can restore your Twitter account if it was accidentally or wrongfully deactivated for some time after deactivation. That's, oh, that's but then a- you can set that for 12 months. You got 12 months. I just told you that. I don't know why you're not listening. I'm trying to set you free. I'm trying to set you free. Let me tell you what my my favorite quote is, and I'm going to read it to you right now because you need to hear it and you need to hear it. All right. Seriously. And I'm going to listen. Please listen. This is for you and why I want to help you. 
As I walked, <clears throat> clear my throat. Through the valley. Three, two, one. Yeah, exactly. As I walked out of the door toward the gate that would lead me to freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. You're going to be in prison. Leave that bitterness. Leave that hatred behind. Delete it. All right. I want you to walk out that door. I want you to walk out of this door and be free. Don't you want to be free? Don't you want to be like, ugh. Woo! <laughs> All right, By the way, I, I still this. have my Twitter account, <laughs> but I've deleted it before. before. Yeah, before. and it felt great. All right, I'm going <clears> to <throat> consider this one. Get up. Shout here. out to Nelson Mandela. He's not going to consider it, guys. No, no, I am. He, he literally just said his worst fear on air. You're worried about someone trying to get a hold of you that can't. Are you kidding me? Who can't get a hold of you? Name somebody who can't get a hold of you. If Michael Jackson come back from the dead, you think he can't find you? Some really cool person. If Oprah wanted to talk to you, you think she couldn't find you? She, she wouldn't be on Twitter searching my name. No, she didn't. Can, she, can I DM Rosenberg? No, she. No, uh, Oprah would call every radio station. Peter, please, and there you would appear. <laughs> All right, I have to think about it. Okay. Oh God. I'll explain, but like it's hard because during my radio show on the ESPN, like I get so much feedback from Twitter for content on the show. Okay, well, did delete your Instagram. Can you delete that and bring it back? But I like yes, my, uh, yes. That's why I said we're all in we're all in the matrix. Everything can come back. There's no such thing as deleting. There's no such thing as privacy. It's all an illusion. Everything can come back. You can delete that and a year later reactivate it. Same amount of followers, same type deal, same Instagram models trying to ask you for some from some flat tummy tea. Like, well, you got it. Just go ahead, delete it. But did I get the flat tummy tea? You did. I- <laughs> Okay, listen, you got to go. Ladies and gentlemen, he's so awesome. One of my favorite guests right now, Peter Rosenberg on Be Honest. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Carrie. This is my my plug, my TV plug. Don't forget, it's Sports Nation, Monday through Friday, 1 Eastern, after the jump. Make sure you check it out. Uh, we got some fun and exciting guests. The show's kind of changing, and I think you'll like it. So make sure you tune in, Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. Eastern, at Sports Nation, with myself. And thank you for listening to this edition of Be Honest. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.